Discussing all the issues in our community We'll host the black and brown and others find unity So let's talk about it, maybe we can improve it Digital underground, always down with the movie So we tune in, the first things first with the queen of Black Talk Radio, Dominique to Prima Go sis Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is called First Things First. I'm a first thing today, tomorrow, and yesterday, giving thanksgiving praises and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders and getting it going around here. So this is how the show goes. Hour one, we look to the left coast. What's going on on this side of town? Uh, hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person of interest, a hot topic. You hopefully know the drill. If you're new, welcome. Uh, it's a little bit scrambled for election season, and we are expecting to hear from one, uh, at least one candidate today um, who is running for assembly. So that's... Uh, that's pending, but you're invited in every hour, especially right now, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580 is the number. Hour two, we are going to have uh, somebody riding shotgun with me, a partner in politics, Dr. Melina Abdullah will be here. There is some really weird, crazy, breaking news regarding uh, a fundraising scam that is trying to pimp uh, Black Lives Matter grassroots. So we'll give you the heads up about that and some other um, victories that we can uh, look at and celebrate as well. Um, so we'll do that. And of course, you're invited to call during that period as well. And then I'm going to do something I've never, ever, ever done on radio before. Bit of an experiment. You know, those of you who have been with me since Street Science know that I always got to try something new on the radio, whether it was broadcasting, uh, were you there? Was anyone uh, in our KBLA delegation there when I broadcast from Crenshaw Boulevard? Uh, it was the Wiener Schnitzel used to have a parking, a huge parking lot next to it. Now it's a bunch of uh, businesses, like a little strip mall right there on Crenshaw. We broadcast uh, a, a low rider show from there and had literally dozens of people show up with their amazing cars. Uh, I got I got in a lot of trouble for doing that, but it was a great broadcast. I, you know, I just always try to think of uh, fun and different unusual things. And those of you who are watching on YouTube at KBLA 1580, maybe don't start with me. You look tired or whatever. No, I have on no makeup, zero, not one drop. And that's because my friend, colleague and makeup artist McCoy Zeno is going to come in here today and do a tutorial. He's going to do it uh, audio and video at the same time. So you could watch on YouTube for those of you who saw my fabulous looks on Foxhole or just, um, you know, and by the way, um, Men use makeup too. A lot of men use makeup these days. You, you and I'm not talking about. I mean, I'm not talking about Billy Porter, although that's also good. Like I don't have a problem with it. But just um, you know, men in more casual day to day settings are using makeup. You just don't know it because uh, they're doing it in a way that's subtle. Just like a lot of men say they don't like makeup on women, but really what they mean is they don't want to be able to tell you have on a ton of makeup. They don't mind if you, they actually like it, but they, this is what I think, okay. 
let me not woman's blame, but that's my experience. Um, so this will be something interesting and fun, and you'll get something out of it, whether you're a man, a woman, or just an observer, uh, you know, who wants to have more options about what to do. So 800-920-1580, that's the number to call wherever you are at. It's so interesting that um, rarely when I wake up uh, in the morning, do I turn on the television because usually I want to just meditate, center myself, drink my water, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I rather read more of my news than hear it on television. I do think TV news tends to be a bit skewed toward the sensational. Um, and so it was, it was so interesting, uh, to hear, you know, that the new crime data is out and it's showing here in Southern California, violent crime is down in almost every category. Now there are some exceptions, theft. Okay. And I'm thinking catalytic, catalytic converters. Um, but you know, things like, um, assault and homicides for the first time, there were fewer people killed by homicide than car, uh, accidents or hit and runs, whatever. Um, and that tracks for me. Uh, this is why, you know, when we talked about Malibu and those three young women that, um, you know, were run over on the side of the road and the constant, uh, hit and run stuff that we see in, um, you know, in South LA, I, I feel like we have to slow down and we're going to have to be serious about that. Uh, it's not a game. It is really taking lives. But um, killings and shootings were down. Well, killings were down 17% last year. That's a huge drop. Um, shootings down 10%. So overall, the crime rate was down 3%. Now, if you were listening Monday when I had the candidates for district attorney, two of them, and I'll have more of them next week. So you can compare and contrast and soon we'll have them on the website, just like we did last election season. So you could go back at your leisure and listen. Both of the guys that I had on, uh, on uh, Monday said that crime was up in Los Angeles. Well, it's up <clears throat> in, in retail theft slightly and, um, and, and, theft in general, like, you know, people, uh, porch pirates and uh, people stealing cars is, is, is up. But I said in certain categories and they gave me the stink eye and I, you know, I hate to, I don't hate to say, I told you so. I love to say, I told you so. So, uh, um, I told you so. And if you, you, I think, uh, that you do have a right to feel safe. So, so I'm not saying that you're wrong if you feel like you need more, um, more protection, more safety. But what I am saying, what I often say, that um, we can't get caught up in the hype, right? And I get it. Um, both John McKinney and Jeff Shemarensky, who were on on Monday, and you can hear those podcasts, by the way, wherever you get your podcasts, absolutely for free. You can also get them on our KBLA 1580 app, which is also free. Um, at the App Store or the Google Play Store. I get it. They're running for DA. They want to seem tough on crime. They have to make it seem like, you know, it's a scary time in our country, in our city, and we're going to hell in a handbasket. But the data do not 
back that up. And that is what I know from 2022. And it's what I now know, uh, based on this data from 2023. Um, You know, of course, you know, Chief Moore is out there taking credit. Um, That's because that's what police, you know, and law enforcement do even though in general they respond to crime after it's already happened more so than preventing it. Um, And the chief will be stepping down at the end of the year, but he says it's better coordination with law enforcement partners, whatever that means. Okay. I think it's also, uh, you know, the work of non-law enforcement, um, community activists, um, interventionists, uh, community-based organizations. And I would also say the expansion of the safety net that we have seen uh, people heading out of starting to slowly emerge from the mental health crisis of the, you know, peak pandemic years when people were really struggling with being isolated and shut inside and some folks uh, with financial impacts from that. Um, you know, Mayor, Mayor Karen Bass, of course, giving more credit um, and saying that, but also she made the point that, yeah, she gave a huge raises to law enforcement, which, you know, we, we can talk about that and what, it, what it's going to do, what it's do, already looking like it may be doing to the city budgets. But she also points out that she has bolstered non-law uh, enforcement responses to crime, and that is absolutely the case. I mean, one of the first things Mayor Karen Bass did when she got into office was raise the salaries of those gang intervention prevention uh, workers who have played a gigantic role in bringing crime down in in the um, administration of Mayor Antonio Villaragosa, who first put them into play as part of the official um, crisis response of the city of Los Angeles. And then, you know, to the extent that it continued under uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti, and of course now we'll, we are seeing a, a, you know, a recommitment to the uh, care first model, the gang reduction youth development model under Mayor Bass. And so that does make a difference. What It's true that we we keep us safe. And the mayor said there's a lot of work that still needs to be done um, to keep Angelino safe. And she rightly pointed out that it, that includes reducing the number of folks who are killed by police. Um, so just I just want you to note the trend. And, and the reason I started out talking about uh, TV news is because right after they finished talking about this 3% overall drop in crime, major um, dives in in violent crime categories, uh, they pivoted to a story where they had a person saying, well, crime isn't raging, it's worse than it's ever been. But they, you know, they put that story on right after a story where we learned that Killings were down 17%. So that is what I'm talking about when I speak on being media literate, having media literacy and understanding, okay, they just reported to you that killings are down 17%, which is a really big drop, that shootings are down 10%. 
And then the next news story, it says, you know, it's talking about uh, the, you know, one one crime incident and the person they interview says, yeah, well, I'm not surprised because violent crime is at an all-time high and, you know, we're going to hell in a handbasket. The we're going to hell in a handbasket narrative, it's a talking point that we, which we say uh, when something terrible happens, and I get it, instead of saying, wow, that person really had a mental health crisis or if it bleeds, it leads. So we know that if it's on uh, television news in particular, they're going to emphasize the horrific, the grisly, the bloody, the terrible, because that is what sells. It is. It's just like a doom and gloom all the time talk radio and the doom and gloom all the time uh, internet influencers who are influencing you to be afraid, to have a bad day, to be worried, to not uh, to be scared of your neighbor and not reach out and create those community connections, that connectivity of our neighborhoods, our blocks that actually create real safety and real accountability, right? Um, and so I just want us to be mindful of that and talk ourselves off the proverbial ledge, partly using the strategy of Going to the data is what that person said true. Let's see if the numbers back it up. I know everybody is not a little wonky news junkie like me, but still you can check and see, you know, go on Google News and search it and read what the right wing is saying and read what the left is saying. Read The Nation and The Daily Standard, The Wall Street Journal and The Huffington Post. Compare, contrast, and then use your own mental capacity to figure out what's really going on. The other um, thing that we can do is, you know, always consider the source who benefits by me thinking this and specifically when it comes to influencers because they want clicks. Their main thing is clicks. And yeah, I want people to listen to this show. Don't get me wrong, but that they live for clicks. So, <laughs> so make sure that you're not being click baited into t- being terrorized, uh, mentally terrorized at a time when at least for those of us live In L.A., we are seeing a drop in crime. The same thing we saw uh, under the Villaraigosa administration, which, um, you know, yes, was impacted by 2020 and some of the policies of the following administration. But before the pandemic, uh, we were down to 1960s levels of violence, which is very low. And so when we say crime, even when we say crime is up or we're comparing that to a baseline of 1960s, as opposed to the 80s or 90s when we were really dealing with um, some pretty serious violence in Los Angeles. I actually was not here for uh, the 80s or all of the 90s, but I, I was here enough of the 90s to know the difference from where we are now. And if you really think about it, if you've been here for any length of time, you know that that is true. You can see it, feel it, taste it, smell it, see it in our communities wherever you go. I would love to hear from you always, always, always. 809-201580. 809-201580. Thanks to everyone who uh, clocked in with me yesterday when I filled in for Ariva Martin. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 
she's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now, I know, I know for uh, YouTubers and uh, influencers, going on with no makeup is uh, one of those humble flexes. It's not that for me. It's because I'm doing a special thing today, okay? So don't get used to it. <laughs> There's no humble flex going on right now. I don't like to be on the internets with a naked face. Anyway. I digress. So um, something that I would put in the good category, in the what's good category, in the happy uh, Thursday wake up and smile category, the University of California has enrolled a record number of undergrads. uh, That's you know, starting in fall 2023. And what they've done is they've cut down on the number of students from other states and other countries. I'm not a xenophobe. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not that at all but I am a mama <clears throat> excuse me and I know how um expensive colleges um actually putting a child through college right now a freshman um and it it's not easy okay so one of the controversial things is that our state universities are um and our UCs are much more affordable for people who live in Cali <clears throat> but it is much so thus it is much more profitable for them to enroll folks from other states, countries, cities. And so it seems like our system, especially those elite colleges that everybody wants to be in, i.e. UCLA and UC Berkeley, uh, cater, have catered traditionally t- to folks from other countries and other states so they could get that out-of-state tuition. Um so I'm glad to see that they've put an emphasis on uh, higher numbers of folks from in the state. Um, they said that uh, the numbers have of local students, uh, students um, overall has increased um, 5%, but local students um, with higher numbers at eight out of those nine UC campuses with San Diego um, bringing in the most Cali students. And I congratulate them for doing that. Um, and of course, uh, UC Irvine and UC Santa Cruz each added more than 500 California students to their roster uh, in, in 2023. That means that the number of international and out of students fell, out of state students fell to the lowest it's been since 2017. Um, and that's, it's not because I hate you if you're from another state or another country. I just feel like California is hell of expensive, right? It just is. Housing here costs a lot of money, food. And, uh, you know, those of you who know me from the front page, you know that I always, always used to say, California, welcome to California. There's a cover charge. If you don't like it, go home. And to an extent, I still feel that way, but it has gotten so much worse since I said those words that I think we've got to find ways to make the Golden State within financial reach, especially for lower income, black and BIPOC students. And um, this is one of the things that can do that because if you're paying in-state tuition you're a little bit more likely to be able to afford housing and food and whatever else books and whatever else you need um asian americans still make up the 
largest number of all students in UC uh, schools uh, with 36, over 36% and, and Latinos at 26, uh, which, you know, of course makes sense when you look at the number of Latino people in the state of California, a state that used to be Mexico. Um, and then um, white students at 20%. Black students are still just 4.6% of UC students, which says to me that, uh, well, first of all, it's less than our number uh, in the population. So we are underrepresented. We continue to be seriously underrepresented in the schools that we fund because, to be clear, UC and state universities are largely funded with taxpayer dollars. So we're funding, we're paying to keep those institutions going, but our communities are disproportionately not benefiting. And that is going to continue to be a problem, possibly possibly spiraling down because of the loss of affirmative action. But for indigenous people, their numbers are 0.6%, not even 1%. That is incredibly... it's actually stunningly low. And Pacific Islanders are at 0.2%. So when you tease out Pacific Islanders from that API number, Pacific Islanders like, you know, Filipino and, 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 and you know, uh, those folks are down at 0.2%. Um, now, this data that I'm looking at is saying that the affirmative action decision did not impact the UC system because we have had our own ban on affirmative action here in the state of California for so long. But we'll see if that holds up because I feel like even though, um, you know, we, we have had that ban, the fact that, um, you know, we are going to be facing uh, more and more hurdles in every area in in other states means that more folks, I would imagine um, black people and BIPOC people will try to stay in state, right? Um, If you're not even going to be able to get a scholarship or any kind of consideration under affirmative action, maybe you cut your losses and go to a California university uh, where you get the lower in-state tuition levels. And so we'll see if that holds up that we haven't been impacted uh, in year two, three, or four, and certainly it's worth tracking. But I love at least the fact that our universities, our state universities are pivoting to super serving the young people that live in this very expensive state. Uh, We're going to be hearing from um, candidate Aura Vasquez when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580.